The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 19th of July and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there's always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hard-working mothers. I'm your host Neelam. Uh, I hope you've all had a lovely week. Um, it's been a bit of a hit and miss with the weather. Um, We've had sunshine and it's raining today, so but it's nice because it's actually brought a nice cool breeze to to the air, so um, it's quite nice. Um, also, nineteenth uh, of July is uh, last day of term for some of the children in schools, so some children are actually finishing today. So for some parents, this might be um, panic mode, and for others, this actually might be a sigh of relief that we don't have to actually get up in the morning and mm-hmm. rush them to school. But don't worry because in today's show, um, I will be unveiling some activities and events and lots and lots that's going on this summer that inshallah will be able to keep us and our children busy. Um, in the studio today I have my lovely guest. I have Sister Salma. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? Alhamdulillah. Okay. How are you? And I have Sister Lobia. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? Has the coffee kicked in? Uh, yes, it's, <laughs> it's, kicking in. <laughs> it's kicking in. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, the sisters will be sharing both uh, Sister Salma and Lobia will be sharing uh, events and activities that we can get ourselves stuck in this summer, inshallah. So we are live on air, reaching out to uh, all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas. We are also live on the Inspire FM webpage where you can listen to us through TuneIn and we are live on the Facebook camera. (laughs) So uh, you can actually make comments on the Facebook page if you have anything to comment on there. Uh, You can also text into the studio on 0779 481822 and that's to share any activities that you think we might actually benefit from over the summer um, or ask any questions to any of my guests or myself Um, you can text or whatsapp in on that number Um, if you can't listen to the show today we are on repeat um, from uh, 11 o'clock on Saturday so the show will be repeated then Um, The headlines uh, for this week on the show are, these have been taken from the BBC Online News, um, Child Mental Health Unit referrals up nearly 50%. The number of children being referred from primary schools from the age of 11 and under has risen in the last three years. The figures are very concerning, indicating that too much needs to be addressed to lower these figures. The government aims to provide assistance in improving mental health in schools within the next 10 years. But this may be too late for some children. It's quite concerning. Yeah, it's quite scary, actually, isn't it? I mean, my children, um, I have well, one in primary and the rest are in high school. But I can see that, you know, when mm. you see the youngsters nowadays. Yeah. Um, it's really concerning, isn't it? Yes. Young children are being put under a lot of pressure now. And social media, I think, unfortunately, technology again. Yeah, I know. They're exposed to so much more and they have access to the world, don't they, really, from a gadget. Yeah. And I think that's the issue that we're facing. Yeah. And and from a young age, they know too much about technology, more than I think sometimes I even know. And I think, how how did you know that? And how can you do that? And it throws me sometimes as to how much they can do on social media, on all these Snapchats and things like that. It's just... Exactly. And it's really hard to find the balance, isn't it? Because as a mother, you want your child to know how to use technology. Mm. But then you don't want them to be exposed to that much. So it's difficult finding that control of... Yeah, they know how to use a tablet, they know how to use an iPhone, but how much, yeah. where do you stop it? Yeah, I think with this situation where it comes to um, their mental health is making sure that they can establish between wrong and right. So knowing that this is not acceptable and this is acceptable and it's trying to find that fine balance of if someone speaks to you in this way, if someone comments in this way, it's not acceptable. You have to yeah. you have to stand up and you have to speak and it's allowing them to have that voice. Because it's just a very so difficult, difficult. I think. It's, very it's challenging, difficult. isn't it? It's so mm. challenging because the f- problems we used to face <coughs> as youngsters so are very different to what they mm. are. Now we're actually telling them how to process behaviour. Yeah. And that's what you're saying, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, we're, we're actually getting them to be more in tune with their emotions, which I think when I, when I was seven, I don't think I remember knowing what 
being over happy and <laughs> under happy meant. I, I you, just, you just went with it, didn't you? Exactly. And now you you just have to kind of stop and say, well, why are you feeling like that? Yeah. And I, I think that's mm. more challenging than the way we were brought up because we didn't we weren't exposed to that much. Yeah. That's what it is. I mean, I watched. I was. I don't know what I was listening to in the radio about something, some show because I had the kids in the car, mm. they were saying they were going to take out a scene where somebody commits suicide because mm. somebody watched that programme and they committed suicide. Yeah. Mm. And it just scares you because that's due to mental health again, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, we could just go on about this. I know. Yeah. I know. I was just going to say we can actually go on lots about yeah. blaming social media and technology about the way our children are behaving, but that's not the remit of the show today. We yeah. are going to the next headline is uh, skin cancer uh, risk, not just from holiday sun. So cancer research has warned people that there has been a significant rise in skin skin cancer in the last decade, especially in men and younger adults. Um, so sun, you have to actually apply sun protector in the UK too, not just only when abroad. Um, experts say the chances are minimised when using a higher sun protection factor, so a higher SPF. So it's important that we are, even in the UK, I mean, I remember when we go abroad, we the first thing we do is sun protector. Have we got it? That's but we, we <laughs> Yeah, we just totally forget when we're in the UK that we have heat here and we have sun here and we do need to protect our skin. So, I mean... Um, they say men are more vulnerable because they expose more of their skin to the sun. So it's their chest and back that they're um, at high risk of getting cancer. So um, do protect yourselves with sun protector. Mm. So, you know, put that down on your shopping list, mothers, and make sure that you are no, actually No, I do. I, I actually wear sun cream every yes. day and I, I put it on my children as well. But my teenagers, they mm. don't wear sun cream because, you know, it leaves this like white... White mark. And they're yes. like, no, we're not going to look Cramps odd. their style. And my <laughs> husband as well, he's like, why am I going to wear sun cream? And I'm saying, oh. well, it's actually, it has different positive benefits doesn't it like it stops your wrinkles coming yeah um and it protects your skin yeah um it's really good for you i don't know why people yeah. don't i was told my mum actually two weeks ago a couple yeah. of weeks ago mum you need to wear sun cream mm. and now she wears it too mm. because you don't and it's like a barrier isn't it? it's a bit like pseudo cream yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a it's just i mean i think um a while back um there's a program where they showed that are people actually applying sun cream mm. properly mm. and they showed this um lady who um got sun cream and she put it on and then she stood under a uv light and wherever it was dark it meant she'd actually applied the sun cream and wherever it was white meant that she she hadn't so when she stood under the uv light under her face the key areas like the nose under the eyes that all hadn't got sun protector and they were the key areas that you have to actually put sun protector on so they oh. said that you really when you know you think you've rubbed it into the skin but actually not a lot of it gets observed absorbed so what i've done recently is i brought um the spray, spray yeah, the yeah. spray is fantastic because you actually can spray it and actually rub it into the skin and you know that you've covered quite a larger mm. surface area than you do when you get a moisturiser and you just squirt it onto your hands and you don't know how much you're covering then. So, uh, yeah, sprays. So make sure you are getting those sun creams out and you are applying them over the summer because I think the weather next week is 32 degrees, I believe. We're going to be hitting by Tuesday, Wednesday. So wow. that's quite hot for the UK. Cause Very hot. And we can't handle the heat in the UK. No, because it was 27 on Tuesday and I thought I was going to die because it yeah. was just too hot it was too hot so 32 degrees I'm going to be staying indoors I'm not going <laughs> anywhere on that day because it's just going to be extremely hot so not looking forward to that it's nice but it's not nice as well sometimes it can get overwhelmingly hot so we're not lucky enough to be near a sea where we can get that yes. cool breeze and maybe know. we should go for a day trip to a seaside yeah or oh, yeah. We'll rebuild it in our garden somehow <laughs> reconstructure it all in our garden so in today's show uh, we will be discussing how to keep the children busy over the summer holidays but before I begin with our suggested list of activities and um, what we can uh, partake in and everything I wanted to ask a few questions to my guests and my listeners um, around keeping children busy because um, the question I wanted to open the whole discussion with is is it important to keep kids busy all the time and I throw this to either of you two. So, you know, do, um, you, do you know what? Because I've been through some of my kids now, teenagers, and one's mm. 17, I think no, because mm. I used to do that. I used to always have activities planned for my children in the holidays up to bedtime. And I think, no, you shouldn't, because the children should learn that they do get bored 
and being bored is something for they need to learn to entertain themselves. So mm-hmm. what we've become a culture that always tries to entertain children or let's mm-hmm. take them swimming or let's do this now, let's feed them that, let's do that. No, let them be bored. Yeah. Let them learn to be bored, entertain themselves or pick up a book or something because we don't allow that to happen. Yeah. They just become reliant. And now I feel like my older son, he's 17, he doesn't know what to do because mm-hmm. he kind of w- wants me to schedule his timetable for yeah. him. Yeah. Not that he doesn't say it, yeah. but I know that that's what it is. So with my younger one, youngest, <laughs> my daughter, I'm a bit relaxed. Mm. I'm like, when she says to me, I'm bored, I said, well, this is really horrible, by the way. <laughs> this is show how, how much horrible of a mom I am. So I say to Just her... Just confessing. No, I do. I say to her... You're not bored, you're boring. That's what it is. <laughs> so what you need to do, you've got stuff in your room, you can yeah. go read a book, you can go watch a video, mm. or you can go play. Mm. Um, and her normal excuse is, oh, because she, she hasn't got sisters. Mm. Oh, it's because I haven't got a sister, and that's a poor excuse now, because she's got a cat mm. as well she can play with. Yeah. So do you know what I mean? I yeah. think sometimes we need to let kids get bored and yeah. learn to entertain themselves. Yeah, we used to do it. Yeah. Mm. It didn't harm us. Yes. Yeah. That's how I see. I think yes, provide the activities, yes, but let them get bored as well. I think have yeah. a balance. So if you've got mm. if you've got the balance right, so there's activities you've planned for your kids, and then mm-hmm. at the same time let them get bored because we have that situation in our house where my nieces come up to me and they're like we're bored, and I'm like that's fine. Go in the garden, go and play, mm. and find an activity to to do yeah. for yourself. I'm not going to sit here entertaining you guys, and mainly they want the smartphones or the gadgets. Yeah, that, and don't you think thing. yeah you're right actually that's what it becomes. It's like a just your mic a bit closer to yourself it becomes like a bit of a bribe doesn't it when they come to us and they say we're bored like oh come on do something for us we're bored it becomes a kind of like Mm. what are you going to do and I feel like no go do something like like you go entertain yourself yeah Yeah. no I think it's true I think uh, finding a balance and it's quite hard because sometimes when you've got kids pestering you and um, I'm going to actually ask brother Tarek to come into the studio with us because he looks like he wants to join us (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah it's quite hard to actually um, entertain the children and not give in and say okay look here we go have the gadget so yeah I mean sometimes we will have to because life is like that like when I come back from work yeah obviously um I'm busy I need to cook so yeah I am going to say okay go on the iPhone go and watch a YouTube video go do this go do that <coughs> but you have to balance it out and think mm. actually sometimes you don't have to entertain them yeah <laughs> I have got you on welcome Salam. how are you okay I'm okay alhamdulillah you were eager to come in my show today, so I thought, let's have you in. <laughs> this is the first time I've, sp- I've spoken on your show. And this is the first time, so it does it feel be. odd seeing you on the other side and not over here. I almost want to give my seat up thank for you. you. <laughs> thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. I'm actually often in uh, the Urban Cube show with Sister Shemaiza, yeah. so first time we're doing this, alhamdulillah. Yeah. I was actually eager to make sure that the mic is working properly <laughs> before I start getting phone calls uh, coming through with the lack of audio. Uh, but yeah, with volunteering and everything you're talking about, I was actually just thinking about uh, this concept of the technology mm. and the games and everything that people have access to. Uh, a lot of children, unfortunately, have forgotten what a park looks like. Mm. And uh, I'm quite, I mean, uh, I'm quite fortunate in the sense that, uh, well, fortunate one says, I think well, the, the kids probably feel uh, it's unfortunate. My brother doesn't actually believe in a lot of technology and stuff, although he has the, the odd little, you mean, the PlayStation, all the, you mean, a few of the games and stuff. But uh, he does recommend that a lot of the I mean, uh, outdoor uh, activities and stuff. Yeah. So often what I was seeing yesterday, for example, I went around in the evening uh, and the kids were getting ready in the evening to go down to the local park oh, to, okay. to ride the bike around. Mm. And he will actively promote that. So riding the bike, mm. uh, my nephew, for example, will constantly go to the park and play football or cricket and stuff. Mm. So I think those outdoor activities are very important. Mm. And this, again, I think leads on to, uh, to health issues as well. Mm. Where Again, you see obesity on the rise and stuff, and it's all due to a lack of activity. Uh, mm. And and youngsters nowadays, uh, my my sister's son, for example, I think he's only twelve, I believe, mm. uh, and he's in a situation where he's all day long playing games. Uh, mm. I don't see him doing any physical activity, and now suddenly, a few a few weeks ago, he goes, "I think I need to join the gym." I go, "Why?" He goes, "I need to keep my figure. <laughs> I need to keep my figure in shape." And he's like, "Okay," and he's he's worried about <coughs> the obesity and I mean, mm. uh, and and being overweight. 
but it's the fact that you're not doing any exercise and mm-hmm. often now to be honest uh, you mean uh, I'm in a situation where I'm I mean I'm, I'm trying to trying to get back on the bike and trying to do a bit of mm-hmm. exercise and stuff and trying to watch what I eat and stuff and you have all these health scares around you mm-hmm. of people saying you know I mean of you mean of diabetes and all sorts yes. of illnesses and stuff uh, but I I mean I didn't have any of this I mean about 10 years ago mm-hmm. I was in a situation where you I mean you were physically active I was playing regular sport and stuff and all these things and now when I sp- when I speak to my nephew I'm saying to my saying to him like why is a 12 year old concerned about putting on weight mm-hmm. the reason is concerned about putting on weight is because they're not doing enough exercise Same. to do anything mm-hmm. and back and when I was in school I mean although it's a good 20 years ago <laughs> it was a situation where we were so physically active yeah. we didn't have this I mean this this technology to to rely on stuff and I think to be honest in many ways it was a plus mm-hmm. point uh, that we don't we didn't have all this and we had to physically go out there and kind of entertain ourselves uh, and it was all physical based and I mean people were playing I mean a lot more sport I mean yeah. getting fresh uh, fresh air and stuff from outside rather than just being mm-hmm. bunged up in the room mm-hmm. uh, and I think there's there's many uh, disadvantages to, to to the to all the technology as well yeah. I mean I agree with you I think we're gonna end up dismissing you ladies and it's just gonna be Tarek and I but I think the worry is as a mum now when I grew up my mum could let me go out on the blocks mm. and ride my bike and had no worry that I was gonna bump into a stranger I mean there were strangers then as well but there weren't as much worry as she's going to bump into a stranger who's going to take her away. I have that constant worry over my head now when I think about letting my child out of my sight for just in front of my house to go around the blocks with his bike. I panic. I mean, the, I'm, call me mad, but... Um, when I do let him ride his bike, and I think we've got a really busy road, and I think it'll just take one thing for him to fall into that road and a car not see him, and I'm very over-anxious about the whole situation, but I say to him, okay, here's our house, there's the neighbour's house, so you've got that neighbour and this neighbour, that's the that's distance, the distance yeah. that you can ride your bike. So he literally just goes up and down, see, riding I, his bike there, and like that's because I'm watching him, because... I'm, no, I get I, it. I used to be just like you, but I feel like my mindset has changed mm-hmm. as my kids have got older because I think when we t- we try to contain them, yeah. don't we? And mm-hmm. we try so hard that when we when they grow up, they want to be, they find everything more interesting. Mm. So it's I think it's finding the right balance. And yeah, you're right. We never used to go out because we did used to go out, but our children don't because we're exposed to more as well as yeah. adults. Mm-hmm. So we know there's more things happening and mm-hmm. we're more aware. There's more stories on social media to scare us everything existed then as well Mm -hmm. like it does now but we're exposed to it more but I think it's teaching your children um, safety aspects that you know this happens this is what you do and then trusting them yeah and giving them that I think you have to give them that freedom at an early age because I've learned the hard way because I was just like you and I was like no you're not going there I'm going to drop you off I'm going to pick you up and now that my son's got the freedom it's very hard to control it because mm. I can't find the balance now. Yeah. But if he was already had that little bit of freedom, he wouldn't like that freedom. Mm. So I think it's really difficult. I think I, you know, I definitely agree. I think the, the I think some of the problem like now, for example, uh, same same thing with my sister, for example. And I see I see her doing very similar to yourself of uh, you mean kind of you mean cotton wrapping the children, thinking you know mm. what I need to make sure. Well, the, the moment they leave home, for example, until the moment they walk into school, I need to see them walking through those doors. Mm. Whereas you I mean I was in a situation where uh, when it was college for example or even high school to a certain extent it was it was a regular situation where we were expected to walk I mean it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't odd for example mm-hmm. to walk to school it was it was a general uh, general thing yeah. that everybody did it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't anything uh, uh, surprising but I think nowadays I think the biggest problem is with technology mm-hmm. and the fact that our lives itself are, are so busy yeah. I was speaking to a brother recently and he goes I don't understand where the time is gone he goes now Monday to Friday guaranteed the children don't have any time to do anything they'll go to school in the morning they'll come back straight to masjid they'll come back half seven eight o'clock they've literally got time to eat and perhaps maybe i mean uh, do do half an hour or something Mm -hmm. to do some sort of activity and then straight to bed he goes i remember the days when we used to come home from school we used to go to the masjid we used to have circles in the evening we'll still go to pray in the park and we'll still have things to do i think the problem nowadays we have is we've lost barak there's no barakai in time anymore Mm -hmm. and time is 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 going past so quickly we're not even realizing where days and weeks are going by 
And I think the other biggest problem with technology is, and this is, uh, I was actually listening to uh, a comedian, and he's so right. He's, he's obviously laughing about it. But why do we buy? Why do we buy toys for children? It's literally to say to that child, "Here's a toy. Now leave me alone," because mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. Because we don't have the time yeah. Yeah. to give to our children. So instead, we're saying to them, "Here's a here's here's a PlayStation, for example, or here's yeah. this uh, particular uh, you mean uh, p- p- piece of technology. They've, they've got you mean they've got phones. They've got the all always on on YouTube and mm-hmm. various different social media." Now here's this piece of kit Stay out of my way Leave me alone I can get on with what I'm doing And I think if we were in a situation Fine you're scared that your child Might go into the road Then why not take your child to the park Do yeah. we have the time to take our yeah. child to the park well, I think That's, the that's why the parks are made for and the parks to are actually make the time and I, I, think it's yeah. I think literally I'm, uh, I think we're going to come to a break And I, and I love talking <laughs> no, But no, 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 it's even down to I think you may have even heard That's a very old story about uh, The child who went to his father And said listen can I have I think I can't remember the exact amount Can I borrow 10 pounds and the father said why do you want 10 pounds for and he's quite angry and he said no you can't borrow 10 pounds and then in the evening he got a bit upset and he thought let me ask him why he wanted it and he went back to him and he said to him you mean why did you want the 10 pounds and he said you mean do you, do you need it for something here's 10 pounds and the son pulled out another 10 pound note from his under his pillow and he said now dad i've got 20 pounds you said to me that you earn 20 pounds an hour here's 20 pounds can i buy an hour of your time mm-hmm. and dad literally fell into tears because that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. we're so busy trying to make our our children's our family's life so comfortable i was speaking to a brother yesterday swanla and he was actually saying how he's going to Hong Kong for a week tomorrow and when he comes back he's going to Egypt for a month when he comes back he's going to Pakistan for two weeks and I said to him your wife must be so patient and then I looked at him and I said you are so lucky you're, you're rich he goes why and I go why is she putting up with you so because it's a situation where we replace our free time and everything with money we're mm-hmm. thinking well I'm working so hard to make sure you have those things at home mm-hmm. I'm making sure you I work so hard mm-hmm. to do this but all that time you're working so hard you've you've lost that time with them they need us yeah. more than the money and i think the problem with us nowadays is we're replacing these these pieces of technology with without us being there we're not in their lives as much and uh, i think this is a, a massive lacking in our children's lives yeah. no it's true i mean they they'll get to a certain point or age and we'll question hang on why do they not have this attachment to me and it's probably because we were guilty of allowing them to take part in the technology i mean the next question i i just wanted to try and squeeze in is it's just do you and i think salma and maybe yourself lobia you might have some um idea do you think it's easier to um entertain the younger children or do something how and what can we do to keep the older ones busy now i know that um brother amar has been here um during the week and he's been pushing um some stuff out which I'm going to let Tarek explain in a minute because he'll probably know a bit more about it um, but how can we get the older ones involved in things and what can we do to keep the older ones so busy we're, we're doing we're part of a com- the community volunteering program which Amar is organizing so I work for the food bank so there's opportunities there for young people to come in and gain valuable skills I mean it's I think the way to sh- sell it to children is is to say that you're going to get skills that you won't get elsewhere and they'll help you to get a job. Because I know youngsters nowadays mm. want something in return. Everything has to have something. Mm. If it's not money, what is mm. it? And the way to say is they are going to gain experience and knowledge. And coming to a food bank and volunteering there will give them an insight to how the rest of the world is as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're giving out, say, we're coming up to 12,000 parcels this year. Wow. So these are families in Luton that are, using, that are getting these parcels and their peers will be getting the food parcels. For them to know that the world's not all about, everybody doesn't get everything. Mm. Sometimes people don't get stuff. And Mm. that we give food parcels and the type of food that we're giving out to those families will be an insight for them, I Mm. think, and um, make them a bit more... Appreciative of life. I think that's Mm -hmm. the the key thing, that making them appreciate what you have. So, you know, I I always push for um, teenagers to try and go out and volunteer for charities because it's an opportunity, it's an eye-opener. You realise, I mean, especially like these... um, hot soup kitchens when you're if you volunteered to yeah. actually feed them then and there you would realize how many people actually come for a hot meal and it would shock you um there was a post that was going around on um, facebook um but it was a lady who um likes to cook lots and she said that she was expecting family and they let her down and they didn't come and she just couldn't throw the food away so what she did is um she bagged the food up into bags and went to the local um uh, hot soup kitchen mm. and 
she just gave it there and she said as she went she saw a lady who was looking down and had her hands together and as if she was praying and she looked up and she gave her the food and the lady started crying saying I was just praying right now saying if there was any way someone could give something to my children oh, just to feed them yeah. and she said that really you know, she goes, that's it. Every Fridays now she goes to this hot soup kitchen and gives food because she said that broke her heart. It made her realise that yeah. she was ready to throw that food away. It was just going to go to waste. So I think getting the teenage to children see to see that, absolutely, how and grateful they are. I think also something that you mentioned, I think I'm not sure if you mentioned it on the mm. show itself prior to coming on the show, mm. was the concept of people actually realising how good it feels when you actually give Help back yeah. to the community. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I think this is a concept which I think, to be honest, uh, especially in the youngsters, is some, and somewhat unknown. Because in this day and age, everything is about, well, I'm doing mm. this, what am I getting? back for it mm. and I think even from an Islamic point point of view this is is, is quite it's, I think it's destroying uh, children out there yeah. because even from an Islamic point of view you say to a child uh, you need to pray you need to fast you need to do this well what am I going to get back for it they you're going to get Jannah they, well I can't yeah. see Jannah at this yeah. moment in time what am I getting back for it right now well here's a chocolate well thank you so much I'll fast tomorrow again yeah. so we're trying to entice our children to kind of you know, with these reward schemes and stuff to do good stuff even mm. like from an Islamic perspective mm. but we need to get them out of that and to actually make them realize that mm. there's then at certain times you have to give back to the community without having something physical back but it's just a, it's, it's just that contentness of thinking you've made a difference to someone's life mm. but I think it's really difficult changing some children's mindset because they want instant it's because yes. everything's instant on their phone they want to yeah. buy something it's instant yep. yeah they so need to get it and then have the reward there. Um, we are actually heading to a break. Um, uh, listeners, we are live. We are talking about things that we can keep kids busy with over the holidays. So do join us af after the break and uh, we'll continue discussion. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu and welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Mother's Planet on Inspire FM 105.1 FM. The time is 10.30 and it's Friday 19th of July. Now, in the show earlier, we were discussing or debating um, about how to keep children busy and involved over the uh, summer holidays. Um, we were blaming technology naturally on all the faults that it brings along with it. But um, I now want to introduce some positivity to the show and hopefully things that we can get the children and ourselves engaged in. Now, going back to technology and consoles, um, one of I have a list here of lots of activities and I will try and get this um, posted up on the um, Facebook page so that you guys can access it at, at your convenience because it's going to be a lot to remember. But one of the activities I have actually said on there is giving your children limited time on consoles. Now, um, my children have an hour restriction and then it just blacks out and the, the, the only person to add to that passcode is myself or my husband. And um, I actually said to them, OK, let's get involved. I'll play with you. So I played um, this very well-known game with them and I actually got very excited by the fact that I was knocking everyone out. <laughs> and I said, right, so I'm obviously pressing the right buttons. But they really enjoyed having me take part in this game because I was like the king then and they were like, who's going to try and knock mummy out? And I was like, yeah, so that was an hour gone, me actually really getting involved playing with them so it's nice to say yes go and play your playstation or consoles or mm. whatever it is that we have but it's also nice to get involved with them and i think mums you'll shock yourself when you actually get involved how much you actually have fun because i really <laughs> did actually enjoy myself and i thought actually it's not an hour gone to waste i've actually let them partake in something that they enjoy but I've actually surprisingly enjoyed it myself so um, that's something that you can do but um, I know that Sister Lobia I'm going to let you speak now before I give the mic over to Tarek again <laughs> um, I know that you do have some activities um, running over the summer so uh, please do share them with us and how are they run and what happens um, so we've got some activities planned uh, in the Dalla Wood for uh, children um for summer, uh, mm. starting next week and the week after that. So I'll give you the dates as well. So we're doing arts and crafts. Okay. Um, we're doing a lot of activities in terms of these workshops on um, henna workshops and then oh, there's workshops okay. on um, anything else the children are interested in doing. So we're not doing anything um, based around gadgets. Mm -hmm. 
we've been doing these for about a year now i think um and a lot of the children that come in so we've got some of the children from last year's uh activities where they become ambassadors and oh, wow. they actually volunteering and taking part and taking the younger children so they're teaching them arts and crafts wow. so it's all based around communication skills they're learning from one another um that's fantastic so for yourself to see possibly a child mm. that came last year that was training to be mm. a something mm. and this year actually is the volunteer that's now teaching that skill to other children i like i particularly like the henna art mm. one because i think that's something that a lot of the girls would love mm. because it's quite therapeutic and it's keeping them quiet and focused and controlled for mm. a while so so you're running that workshops are there things that um for older children or is it all catered for children of a specific age um we've done activities from the year um, <laughs> ages of 5 years all the way up to 12 okay so we haven't got anything for over 12 years okay okay um, so that's something maybe Salma could look into no we do we also, we run a youth group called next generation scheme okay so we our timetable is going to come out today okay so we do trips and youth activities mm. boxing and all sorts as well mm. um because my children of that age I also volunteer for that too mm. um I was about to say something of Lobia's I really like Lobia's art workshops because I've seen pictures of her <laughs> made on her WhatsApp and <laughs> they're really cool so that's something we need to get involved in yeah. but yeah um we're doing it in the Chorney area so you're doing the Dallo area Dallow, yeah. so we've got um a scheme set up for 7 to 11 year olds and then we've got the youth one what we find with the youth is very difficult because mm. they wake up late mm. and they have to make their way themselves there but we did do it we've been doing it for the last 15 years I think actually oh, wow. but um we don't really advertise it that much okay. because the same people come back again and again and same as Lobias okay. uh, the children that used to come are now working for us now yes so um it's quite nice having that yeah. um because the kids look up to the kids that are working there mm. and they see them as role models yes. but um yeah we've got that we've got our Chorney festival haven't we Yeah the Chorley festival is taking place next week uh, on Saturday. Okay. Uh it's uh, for Food Bank Food Bank's organizing this and all the uh, money raised will be going to Food Bank. Uh but from a volunteering perspective uh, I actually spoke to uh, a couple of uh, school leavers obviously they've finished their GCSEs now and uh, they've they've actually been off already almost a month uh, I mean mid I think June the exams finished and uh, they are available all the way up to September uh, and a lot of them are actually looking around thinking I mean what can we do for our children because mm-hmm. uh, you mean two two and a half months is a, is a long time mm-hmm. uh, to be free and and uh I I I mean I've, I've passed that information on to them and one thing I would really uh, advise uh, all parents out there is to get your invo- children involved in something whatever it may be mm. I know I mean I remember this week I've had a number of text messages coming in saying are there any schemes going on I mean is there mm. any clubs or something our children can get involved in over the summer and people are actively looking out there and again the likes of uh, uh, next generation scheme and of course uh, empower education we'll post the information on our facebook page we've got an events page on inspire fm's website okay. so we'll post all this information on there if you go to the inspire from facebook uh, inspire from uh, website we'll post all that information you can find that information from there uh, alternatively next week i've just been told by brother amar uh, we will have a special volunteers workshop next friday okay. uh, at 10 o'clock next friday at 10 o'clock uh, and uh, any of the any of the people who actually come to the workshop they can then straight away you can some so from a volunteer perspective you get to certain skills and stuff and you're thinking well when are we going to be able to put this into practice mm-hmm. you can put into practice the next day in fact because we'll have the chorley festival next saturday wow, okay. so they can come in next friday for the workshop so the workshop sorry to interrupt you there the yep. workshop they're running is there an age restriction is there um no there isn't because we were just i was just discussing it with mm-hmm. armor now and what we've done is some he's got some 9 and 10 year olds who want to volunteer and i think we shouldn't say no to him but we'd want their parents to be there yes and i think mm-hmm. um as a parent i would actually like to see my child volunteer yeah. i'm one of those parents that likes to watch yeah i mean you're you're a perfect role model yourself you've done so much for the community and your children are obviously growing up in this environment and seeing that our mum is continuously volunteering and and helping i mean um it's very nice that we have these volunteering activities and things and mm-hmm. opportunities like that but i mean i like to it's very difficult because for where i am and how many children i have and the juggling and what have you what my children often look at and see with myself is um i have a very elderly neighbor who is quite poorly and she can't help herself do a lot of things so i have actually sent my children around and said okay can you go and deweed her garden for her oh, can you you know make her a cup of tea mm. and ask her if she needs a vacuum done and get involved and i've actually spoken to pretty much most my neighbors on my street and said would you mind if i let my children just come 
and do a few activities have a list ready and just say to them this is your list and get on with it and let them just do things around the house oh, that's for you really nice isn't it and oh, so they, and they actually well, are really up for it they're really because yeah. you know I know we're getting into an age where you think mm, I'd have to think twice about my child going into somebody else's house but actually these are neighbours that I know and these are neighbours that I know need help and I'm pretty sure there's lots of mums out there that have similar situations you know we all get on with our neighbours and we no, all a have example. a relationship with our neighbours so why not get the kids involved that way get them to actually do something where and it's quite rewarding because um my eldest daughter actually went and um, uh, put some plants with my neighbour and um, they put a tomato plant together and that's actually really shooting through and, and you know, she's now seeing this and she's like, wow, mum, I did this two weeks ago and look at it and mm. those flowers, they're budding and look at it. So when we were talking about children seeing or getting a reward, she was seeing her rewards of her work two weeks later. She's like, wow, actually, you know what, I can plant. I can garden. I can do this. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> it's but, really nice. You know, really it was, nice. It was very it? nice to I, see. I think it's an absolutely amazing initiative. And again, I think <clears throat> a lot of the concerns for a lot of parents is whenever they do activities is the cost factor. Mm. Because again, summer holidays, again, uh, I'm sure uh, mm. the food bank uh, have got, I mean, the, the concept of the holiday hunger. Yeah. It's an actual genuine problem out there for many families yes. because children will be obviously eating more whilst they're at yeah. home. And this is a genuine concern and costs for any kind of activities uh, are a genuine concern for many families but these kind of activities are completely free they're mm-hmm. on your doorstep literally yeah. and I remember uh, Brother Mohid from Hockering Masjid and they do this amazing thing in Ramadan and I think all year through but it's more kind of a, a, more of an impact in Ramadan where They've got about three or four brothers uh, on their road. I think it's near Bishop's Got Road somewhere in the Saints area. And basically, they've got a responsibility, the four or five people in there on their road, of 20 houses on either side. Mm-hmm. So 20 houses on either side mm-hmm. covering the whole road, basically. And they will constantly, basically, go, go and knock on uh, I mean, knock on the on the 20 houses that they're responsible mm-hmm. of saying, how are you? Are you okay? I mean, do you need anything? And they had a, a beautiful example of uh, a, an elderly white lady who actually had uh, her husband pass away, and she mm-hmm. was very lonely at the time and she didn't know how she was going to face the next few weeks because of that's all her, she, she's known all her life her mm. and her husband used to live alone in the house and when this knock came on the door and Mohit said you mean I, I, I knocked on the door and I said how are you are you okay uh, you mean do you need anything and she literally broke down in tears and she goes mm-hmm. I've known you all my life but I've mm-hmm. never thought you'd actually ask me if I need anything mm-hmm. and then she literally told the whole story how she's lost her husband and stuff and now she's regularly coming to to his house they're regularly going around the children are going to the house mm-hmm. and stuff and she's more part of more, more, more like family now I think doing these kind of activities and as we know from an Islamic perspective mm. our neighbours you mean, they have a right over us mm. and to be honest this may be that right that you mean that we can give Different, through yeah. these activities through you mean simple things like I mean cleaning someone's garden for example an elderly person mm. making them a cup of tea and just sit there and listen to them tell their Talk stories them, yeah. I think these are the They've kind of got things so much knowledge the amount that I've learned from my neighbours is I mean my neighbour Mashallah is 93 so, so she uh, has lived a lot of her life and she can tell my children so much and she remembers so much I'm so, so amazed mashallah at her memory and she can recall things <coughs> and my neighbor on the other side he loves planes so anything you need to know about planes he's your man he knows <laughs> so much about planes and I have no idea about planes he knows things about astronomy so I said right children just go get yourselves educated <laughs> because you know they're the knowledge that they have is we can't we can't match that you know we don't have the, our yeah, generation absolutely. didn't have that and they uh, they have so much knowledge so it's 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 worth getting involved. There's in definitely doing. a dual benefit, but of course we, we, we do need to make sure that the listeners are aware. It's neighbours that you know. Don't send your children <laughs> yeah. to, to <laughs> two streets down and two streets say, down and say, go, go knock on that door and yeah. see how you no. know. They may yeah. knock and on go back. with them first. Yes. And you need to know, you know your neighbours, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I know, and I spoke to my neighbours beforehand, so Absolutely. I've preempted the whole situation and I said, look, I want to do this for the children. Would you come on board? And the, those that have said actually we're actually quite okay or we're not going to be around, um, I've, I've made no of and those that are actually happy to for them I said right get your lists now and you know get ready because next week it's going to be madness so <laughs> but we I mean I have um we have the food bank because now I know with the food bank we've got um not just the breakfast and dinner to sort out we've got the in-between snacks the lunch the mm. you know I'm hungry I'm hungry and it's going to be very financially straining on a lot of parents where they're going to have to do you find that there's an increase over the summer holidays in the amount we, of parcels? We expect an increase um, we did do a campaign on holiday hunger with mm-hmm. schools where we asked them um, some schools to do 
But we asked all the schools to take part in a uniform day. So it, mm-hmm. what happens, it raises awareness as mm-hmm. well of the food bank and it brings in money to for us to cater for the yes. summer holidays. We had about 10 schools take part and some said they'll do it in September. And I know it was a bit late in the day that we sent out the campaign. Mm-hmm. But we it's all in the media at the moment mm. that what is going to happen with those families that do rely on free school meals yes. um we we so we've got the 10 schools that took part the Chawney festival is all all around alleviating holiday hunger so we want lots of families to come down and join us at the fun day and all everything that will be raised from that day will be going to food bank yeah. and to continue because I mean I've, I make it a habit you know the shopping trolleys that are in the supermarkets sometimes I forget to actually buy the list that's on the trolleys to say these are the things that are needed and we don't have to buy everything no I know <laughs> but I mean um, my children have got into a habit now if we forget and we've picked something in our shopping so I'll actually get them to say okay what can we give up from our trolley oh, that's nice. and um Often it's like, you know, a bag of crisps that they really wanted. I was like, look, you know, somebody, you can come back tomorrow and get that bag of crisps if you really want it. But there's somebody else that really needs it. So why not just give it up? So they now actually will, you know, oh, we didn't get anything. So we just give this and they do it naturally. So it's quite nice yeah. that, you know, so why, I think why the crisps? That. Why not? Yeah, I know. I'm, I gave crisps. Or, or vegetables. A lot of the things that are fresh produced no, doesn't no, no. last long. So no, no, no. What it is is, I think it's nice what you're doing because it's what the children would want. Giving something that you wanted has more impact it, yeah. um, on giving because mm. there's another child their age that's probably not going to get that privilege of having that that treat. For yeah, example. Yep. So, and that's, you know. that's the reason why they give it. But yeah, yeah you're right. We do collect um, tinned items more and long life milk and yes. that kind of stuff. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But and to be honest, also one of the things uh, I know uh, you've mentioned and and, and 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 working with the food bank is the fact that there's a number of items that they uh, you mean possibly need and they uh, are, they're not regular items that are donated and they can purchase them by by making a donation. So mm-hmm. if you're sometimes in a situation where you're listening out there right now, you might be at work and you're you're thinking, well, I would love to do that, but I mean, I can't remember the last time I went to I went shopping a lot of people use online shopping for yeah. example and they mm-hmm. get deliveries to the door not necessarily they're not going to see that trolley park there they're not going to mm-hmm. see have the opportunity to give and if that's the that's the that's the I mean uh, uh, that's that's you basically out there who mm-hmm. actually has, lives that lifestyle who doesn't have the opportunity to go shopping then I think making a donation is always uh, is always uh, a good idea uh, and also I think uh, I mean, charities like the food bank uh, and there's a number of other charities out there one thing that they rely on is regular donations and I think mm-hmm. if you can set up even if it's five pound maybe ten pound a month or regular donation of a, of a direct debit mm-hmm. it will make a massive difference to these charities and then they're in a position where they will always have a certain item or two which they ha- hasn't been donated but you can't oh, then not give that item to those families out mm-hmm. there which has to be bought so I think it's very important to financially support the food bank as well if possible mm, Thank you Tarek thank for you. that yeah. <laughs> um, And I mean also I mean as mums um, we're going to be panicking thinking what can mm. we do how can we cook so I mean a suggestion and a tip that I have um, which I found I did this over the Easter holidays and um, I have to um, say thank you to my mum because my mum did do a lot as well Um, but um, I brought um, two kilos of mince and I just bought a large amount and I made lots and lots of kebabs and I froze them but actually the amount of dishes that I made from those kebabs I made I've got a list here I've made pizza I made pita with salad I've served it with rice I even made kebab curry Um, when we were rushing to go to the park I was like oh that's okay I've got burgers I've got kebabs I made burger buns you know and it was and it's all healthy because you know what you've put in the mince you know what you've cooked and given to your child but when I went to stay with my mum every time my children got hungry my mum had um made um pre-made um flour otter so you know chapati flour yes, yes. and kept it in the fridge and every time they wanted to eat something she'd just pull that out make a chapati whatever was left from the night before put it in the roll and give it to them and they were happily eating it and I was like this is amazing and they're like yeah mum why don't you do this why don't you just keep a tub of flour made in the fridge so every time we get hungry just make us a chapati I was like a I can't work as fast as my mum but <laughs> I can try mm. and so that you know you don't have to run for the junk cupboard and say right it's bread it's healthy you know what you've put in there and the other thing my mum did is um if they got hungry for snacks she'd make them popcorn so she'd bulk make popcorn and put oh, them in so little cute. bowls and bags <laughs> and they were eating popcorn I was like oh I 
think I might just come and spend the summer here, actually, <laughs> yeah. because it was all healthy stuff. So my mum was absolutely against giving them crisps. No, I'm not giving them crisps because it's just empty calories. They can have popcorn if they get hungry. They can have roti if they really want this. And they were happy. They, my kids were doing much really well. I think mums well. are more resourceful, aren't they? I know. So that's a tip for us mums. I mean, I do try now my best to keep some flour in the fridge so that if they do get hungry, and I try and get them involved. I know it's messy. I do say to them, okay, maybe you can make your own chapati so that, you know, <laughs> you can, and uh, and they do, you know, it's all sorts of shapes going on the pan, but they do, they get involved with that. So that's one thing. And the other um tip that I have is when you go to the fresh bakery to get naan you can buy packs of naan now and you can actually freeze them so they, they you can freeze them I think you've got six months to use them as well um, take them out as you need them and get the kids to make pizzas and they're really nice when you make pizzas on them so just get a bit of tomato puree baste it on the on the naan and get them to pick up their own toppings and to start it you could probably say to them like let's draw pictures what we're going to have what's the toppings what's the health and safety I, I turn everything into an education <laughs> lesson it's my teacher in me that I can't stop <laughs> but they actually really enjoyed it and they ate it and that's lunch there for them so they really enjoyed they that made so it as well, they it? made yeah. it so they've got no excuse to say I don't like it because you had the choice in putting your own topics and doing stuff so that's another uh, suggestion but i think i think it. i know you're saying uh, uh, regarding you know, I mean teaching health and safety and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i think it's so important mm-hmm. i think uh, we, we do something similar uh, at uh, friends of bright eyes where we have the occasional uh, session uh, where we literally have we'll, we'll make pizza and we'll have all the stuff out and we'll say to them listen you I mean you guys basically pick your own toppings and make your own pizza and then we'll we'll go to the extent of actually showing them the kitchen we don't actually go take them in the kitchen itself there's a window where we normally serve out of from so we'll show them the kitchen that's the actual cooker where the the, the pizza is going to be made at do you want to choose the the, the kind of degrees that you mean you want your pizza to be cooked at and stuff and we'll explain to them as to you I mean how it should be and where it should be frozen and stuff so again i think this knowledge is is quite important i remember uh nakash our marketing manager he uh introduced a uh, a student's fortnight uh, uh, weekly uh i think program last september which was purely concentrating on university students when you go to university uh what skills do you need and mm-hmm. number one priority i think it may be after i think it might be after budgeting because a lot of people get the 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 loan or uh, mm-hmm. stuff straight away and then the first week is all Blow spent and then yeah. the rest of the year you, you're trying to uh, trying to get scraps together but one of the key skills is cooking cooking mm-hmm. is a massive massive skill there's so many people out there who may be uh, you mean living living alone for example away from the parents they may be in university they may be working mm-hmm. whatever it is if you can cook it's mm-hmm. a massive skill or, or you'll be continuously mm-hmm going to takeaways mm-hmm. uh, or having fast food or you mean know, or maybe just you mean warming up uh, mm-hmm. i don't know pre-made curries from from supermarkets or whatever yeah. but cooking i think is an essential so skill if you, you can teach that to your children because well, yeah. yeah. we found that in the food bank the clients that were coming a lot of them didn't know how to cook yeah um so giving them tinned food and items there's no point in giving it to them because what they're going to do with it so what we did is we done a cooking um videos on our food bank youtube channel oh wow and it's really okay. easy recipes Excellent. and just like That's you need fantastic yeah. i do the kebabs as well yeah and um i do it's bolognese i make so the other day i made them um, skate bolognese and i made a tub and i what i did was i put the bolognese and put the guima on top and i put them in the fridge ready yeah. for my tribe it's <laughs> 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 like six boxes there ready so they can eat when they want and i made shepherd's pie as well and i done a cheese flan and i made it so it's for meal for the next day yeah but they ate on the day <laughs> so my problem is my kids just does everybody do kebabs my sister in law does kebabs everybody does kebabs yeah. cuz it's, it's, it's a versatile dish <laughs> yes. so you can do anything with it absolutely anything well, every evening i'll go and the kids are having burgers and i'm thinking are you guys making burgers every time and they go no which is which is to get it out of the That's fridge whenever snacks. we need it yeah. they're snacks aren't they i think they're good healthy snacks to be honest yeah. but i do i do the kebabs as well and i try to freeze things as well mm. um, but my kids just eat so much pasta pasta i know pastas uh, another i have put down pasta i said that um uh, i made um, mince curry the night one night and the next day i had some left but not enough to give as a meal to the kids all over again so i 
put a bit of pasta in and I mixed it up into pasta and I said there you go there's a meal and I just put some vegetables on the side and that's a meal done so I didn't have mm. to think about cooking something again I think food's going to be the big thing over the summer so I think if as organized my uh, suggestion to all the listeners is organize yourselves and really plan ahead about how you're going to do what you're going to do and get the children to really think about it themselves and get them to make lists and give them ideas you know what can we do and one that I was talking about before the break with um, Tarek and Lobia was um, getting um, a camera. We're not sure if they're still available, but a disposable camera or a camera that you can trust your child with and take them to the park or anywhere that you're going. So it could be the zoo, it could be visiting family, anywhere that you've gone out and they have got the ownership of the camera and get them to take pictures of anything and it's them that's taking the pictures and they can write about it afterwards they can print it make an album there's Mm. so much they can do afterwards older children can make a collage they can draw the pictures instead of taking the pictures so there's quite a lot of things that you can do where you're getting both age groups involved and I think the key thing is with the teenage children it's really important that we get them involved in everything because the minute you say to them okay go on you can do your own thing they then think they're individual independent adults and they don't need to get involved but it's so important that we show them family connections importance of family importance of being there for your siblings you know you're a role model you're grown up you're the next adult so if mommy turns her back you're helping mum out give them that responsibility I know they often get scared by it but they need to know that they've got some stand in the family as well and they've got some importance and I think we often think okay you're older now you don't have to come out but I drag my children everywhere wherever I go you're all coming with me and they hate it but I think well one day you'll understand why I'm doing this and you'll appreciate it but I can't if I say to you you've got the choice of staying at home now then come to the age of when they have got that choice they will just stay at home and not get involved so it's really important that we involve them in lots of the activities so we've only got I think a couple of minutes left before the end of the show Lobia you've been very quiet so I'm going to turn the mic to you (laughs) (laughs) do you have any suggestions any uh, tips and ideas that you can give out to the listeners that they can get their children involved in over the holidays and then I'll turn the mic over to yourself and then the list that I have, I'll try my best to try and get that up on um, the Facebook page. So there's lots there for us to get engaged in. Um, I think it's important for parents to find out where the activities are in their wards and actually um, put their children in the activities. Mm-hmm. And then I think going back to what Tarek was saying earlier on about parents and getting involved in the activities, there's a lot of isolated communities that are being left behind mm-hmm. who don't know how to use uh, the digital skills, um, the ICT. So the parental control isn't there because they mm. don't know what's going on the computers or they don't know mm. what's going on the gadgets. It's easier for them to give the gadgets to the children mm-hmm. and get on with their work. Mm-hmm. So we've got in the Chorney Ward um, a basic ICT course for parents mm-hmm. who want to learn how to use the ICT through one of our projects called Retrain Luton. Okay. So we're uh, starting the course on the 31st of July. So we've had a lot of interest coming in from um, parents who are interested in learning about basic computers. Okay. So we're not just doing activities for um children we're also doing activities for parents as well for them to learn Learn uh, different things in the summer keep engaged Um, so going back to what you were saying I think it's important for parents to know exactly what's going on in different wards of Luton and join your children for these activities a lot of parents that we're working with don't know what's going on I've got about 10 seconds left until the end of the show and um uh, all of the events that are going on will be on the Facebook page, so you can go and join in there. Um, at the end of the day, your feet should be dirty, your hair should be messy, and your eyes sparkling. Happy holidays. Assalamualaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at Inspire FM Luton.